Welcome to Ariana Answers, a podcast where each week, New York psychologist Dr. Ariana Brondolini answers a life question submitted by a listener. This week, Ariana answers a letter from a listener battling with insecurity. Chronic insecurity can lead to a whole host of mental and emotional issues because the story we tell ourselves about our abilities and our worth and our value is the most important story of all. Dear Dr. Ariana, every day I feel like I deal with crippling insecurity that follows me around like a shadow. At work, in social settings, even with family sometimes. I'll be having a great day and be doing fine and then suddenly something small will happen. A random comment from a friend, or I'll forget something at work, or my mother will tell me about my sister's 10th job promotion this year, and wham, I get hit in the gut with doubt and uncertainty and feeling like I'm not measuring up. I even avoided going to my best friend's birthday lunch because I felt intimidated by the girls going. Why am I like this? I'm sick of it. How do I tell this insecurity gremlin to get lost? Each of us deal with unconscious narratives um, that follow us every day, right? So it's a story that we're constantly telling ourselves as we go about our life, and it determines the way that we see ourselves, the way that we interact with the world around us. I like to think of it as kind of like filters or lenses through which you see the world. A lot of things happen to actually build these lenses that we see through, right? So there's genetics. If you have like anxiety in your family or depression in your family, you know, you might have a bit more of a bent to see that way. Uh, Your biology. Sometimes you can be born in the same family and have very different personalities. Sometimes people are just higher strung and more relaxed, and that's okay. Um, A big one is relationships. What your relationship with your parents was like, what they spoke over you, what your teacher said about you, what your peers said about you. Um, And finally, a lot of it is our experiences. Whether it's moving from country to country, or whether it's having a trauma in your life, or a loss, or even bullying, all of these things help shape kind of these filters and these lenses through which we see ourselves and the world. So part of what I do when I work with people is start to bring these narratives to the forefront and examining some of these lenses to discover the stories that we're telling ourselves about our abilities, our worth, and our value. If you don't take control of your own narrative, then you're gonna default to what everybody else has said or what the world has thrown at you. Our self-worth is one of the most important things that we can possibly work on because chronic insecurity, thinking you're not good enough or you're not valuable or worthy enough, creates a whole host of mental health issues like depression, anxiety, It's also a contributing factor to things like eating disorders or substance use disorders. It's so important to living a healthy and fulfilling life because these beliefs that we have about ourselves impact everything that we do, right? So our daily habits. Am I gonna take time for myself this weekend and do some self-care or am I gonna overextend myself for others as always? Um, It impacts our relationships, not only the ones that we choose to engage in, but also the ones that we already have. Am I going to tolerate abusive behavior or um, put downs? Why do I always end up with the same emotionally unavailable person? Um, We are more likely to accept people in our lives that don't treat us with kindness and respect. And also, we will constantly neglect ourselves and forget ourselves in relationship, and that's not pretty healthy either, right? 
it also impacts what we do, our jobs and our careers. Am I gonna go for this job promotion that I deserve? Will I go for this job or do I feel like I am not worthy of it or I can't? Um, will I set boundaries with this coworker that keeps giving me all of his work? But a lot of these narratives have followed us our entire life. We've been telling ourselves the story a long, long time. So we've been rehearsing it thousands if not millions of times. But the good news is, is that these narratives can be changed. It just takes some intentionality and it takes some effort. So, my gorgeous friend, I'm gonna give you five things you can do to start working on this, okay? Number one, talk back to your critical voice. When you're feeling down on yourself, actually think about what the voice in your head is saying and don't let it run amok. Actually talk back to it, right? It might be after a trigger or an event, like your boss yells at you for forgetting something or for no reason at all. Um, or you said something in a social gathering that you thought was stupid and you're kind of ruminating over it. What is this voice saying? You always mess things up. You're lame, you don't belong here, you're dumb. Sometimes I'll ask people, whose voice is that? Is it yours or is it actually somebody else's? And sometimes people will be like, yeah, it kind of sounds like my mom's voice or maybe my ex's voice. According to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those are negative and 95 are repetitive thoughts. So the more you think certain thoughts, the stronger they become, right? It's like your brain is like a muscle. So the muscle of your mind will get stronger and stronger the more you think a certain thing and that will be your default, right? We call them automatic thoughts. That means that we have to work at creating new and healthier thought pathways. And neuroscience shows that this is absolutely possible. So ask yourself, is this thought true? Is this thought helpful? What would I tell my best friend in this situation? When you've restructured that negative automatic thought, rehearse it, repeat it, meditate on it, write it down. Neuroscience shows that this is how it happens. You have to keep repeating it and create a new habit of thought. Rehearse your real worth. Research studies have shown that this is actually an exercise that can practically help you once your self-esteem has taken a big hit, okay? So let's say something happened that where you got down on yourself, like your boss didn't give you a job promotion. Make a list of your positive qualities that are relevant to that situation. So in that case, you would write a list of why you're actually a really valuable employee. It might be your work ethic. It might be that you're a great coworker. Or if you got rejected by a date, make a list of what makes you a good romantic partner, whether it's your vulnerability or your generosity or your loyalty. Then choose one out of that list write one or two paragraphs about why this quality is valuable and likely to be appreciated by someone in the future and do this every day for a week and studies show that it actually has long-term benefits for months to come. It really isn't that much out of your day and it's worth it. Would you like your letter read by Dr. Ariana? Click on the description of this video to submit your question.
Okay, number three, practice self-compassion. Self-compassion creates a sense of self-worth because it leads people to actually genuinely care about their own well-being and also care about their recovery after a setback, okay? Dr. Kristen Neff, who's the author of the book called Self-Compassion, she talks about using self-compassion as a way to calm our self-criticism and promote mental, physical, and emotional health. She says that when we're self-critical, our stress level goes up, which means that we actually pump out a lot of unhealthy things in our body, like adrenaline and cortisol. And it's a double whammy because when you criticize yourself, you're both the attacker and the attacked. So this type of chronic stress can actually lead to things like anxiety and depression. People with high levels of self-compassion demonstrate three qualities. Number one, they're kind rather than judgmental when they make a mistake or when they fail at something. Number two, they recognize their mistakes and failures as part of being human. It's a normal part of our human experience and everybody does it. Number three, when we stumble or fall short, they take a balanced approach to their negative emotions, which means that they acknowledge that this sucks and they feel their feelings, but they don't let it take over. So they do things to help themselves feel a little bit better, healthy things, and they don't kind of sit in it or let it dictate their behavior. And the thing is, research also shows that people who um, kind of have high self-compassion typically have greater motivation to actually improve themselves. And they are more likely to report strong feelings of authenticity, which is a sense of being true to oneself. How awesome is that? Both of these things are contributors to having success in relationships and in our careers. And so the good news is that these traits can be cultivated and enhanced through practicing self-compassion. Okay, number four. Develop your skills and abilities. Self-esteem grows when we actually do things that we're good at and that are meaningful to us. So, if you feel like you're a good cook, throw more dinner parties. If you take pride in your running, sign up for some marathons or races. It doesn't have to be a marathon, but um, they don't have to be big things. But look for opportunities and even careers that can showcase some of the talents that you have and things that you're proud of and enjoy doing. And number five, learn to accept compliments. I'm bad at this one, <laughs> so I feel you. So it can be very hard for a person with low self-worth to actually accept and internalize a compliment because it feels like it comes from another world, right? It kind of conflicts with um, the kind of narrative that they already have about themselves, right? So every time you reject or deflect a compliment, you're actually giving yourself the implicit message that you aren't worthy or deserving of the kind words spoken over you. As you practice receiving them and holding them and sitting in the discomfort, slowly, slowly you will internalize what people are actually saying about you. So when you receive a compliment, Rather than automatically shutting it down or deflecting, practice by simply saying, thank you, or so kind of you to say, and then sit with the uncomfortable feeling for five seconds. In time, the impulse to deny or rebuff them will fade, which will also be a nice indication that your self-esteem is getting a bit stronger. 
So remember, chronic insecurity can lead to a whole host of mental and emotional issues because a story we tell ourselves about our abilities and our worth and our value is the most important story of all. If the lens through which you see yourself is dark because of what others have spoken to you, because of your experiences in life, don't despair. These lenses can be changed with a little bit of effort and intentionality. You can squash those insecurity gremlins. Five things you can do, just to recap, to start knocking down that insecurity and building up that self-esteem. Talk back to your critical voice. Rehearse your real worth in specific situations. Practice self-compassion. Find ways to develop and showcase your skills and abilities and learn to accept those compliments. <laughs>